Ladies and gentlemen, is the decades-long Sydney institution that puts sport front and centre. Oh, yeah. In 2023, absolutely brilliant. Here comes the ready now. This motley crew are taking another lap around the park. Figuratively. They're not doing any more cardio than they need to these days. Would you put your hands together? Iron Woman, Candace Warner, Racing Royalty, Richard Friedman, and a self-proclaimed former soccer prodigy, Brendan Anakin. And here we go. It's the port of call for all the big names from every code. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. So welcome back. Here because we bloody love it. Our contracts say we have to be. Good morning to you, Richard Friedman, Candice Warner. Oh, good morning, Brendo. Morning, Candice. Good morning, everyone. Uh, yeah, don't just come on here, Brendo, like nothing's just happened. What do you mean? Right. Yeah. Before we came on air, yes. only moments before, mm. Brendo sort of let us know what he, he dreamt of that. Was my, no, it was my biggest fear at the moment. Well, I said it's my biggest fear at the moment because your, your grievance is coming up later. And I said, this is not a grievance, but I said lately my biggest fear, Candice, is I'm stuck in the wild. I confuse a... Are you clothed or not clothed? I'm very much clothed. Why? Right. Why am I in the wild? I don't know. But it's naked in the wild, isn't it? I could be naked. Okay, I'm naked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the wild, I'm naked. I, I'm worried that I would confuse a large dog for... No, a wolf for a large dog. Right. And say, here, boy. Yeah, because I saw a meme where they, they looked very similar and I thought, well, if I'm in that situation, I don't think I would be able to differ- differentiate a wolf. When, when are you ever going to be in that situation where you're confronted by a wolf with his friend, a large dog, and know, then mate. mistake them? I don't know, but it's kept me up. I'll tell you that much. I've been thinking about it heaps. Now Uh-oh. our listeners have got an insight into yeah. your mindset. Yeah, very much it's so. It's scary. Particular brand of crazy. Well, that, that particular... Brand of crazy is leaving the show. I haven't told you about that, but I am uh, I'm done. Um, this is not an April Fool's. What? I, yeah, no, I was on LinkedIn last night, and the Perth Scorchers have viewed my LinkedIn profile. So they haven't made an offer yet, but I'm thinking the, Port- the Perth Scorchers might be picking me up for Big Bash, the next Big Bash. So I'm just preempting it. <laughs> just another dream, right? No, no, no. Th- them and ACT Cricket viewed my LinkedIn profile. So there That's may it. be. A, That's may, all you got. Oh, so may, you're going to be an on-ground announcer. Well, I'm thinking that would be slow, slow right-arm orthodox. <laughs> I'm, and I'm just he preempting had, it. He I'm had just me hook, line, and sinker. Oh, April Fools, everyone! Yeah. Oh my God, how did I fall into no, you? No, no, no. But that isn't an April Fool. They did look at my profile, and I am interested. Perth Scorchers. If <laughs> you do come knocking, so I won't leave the show. You're right. I should probably stay here for a bit. Oh, but that good. did happen. You know what? I You're fell lost for, for that. Words. I was lost for words. Mm. I thought that's rare. You haven't said anything no, about no. this. No, because it's not happening. Tell you what is happening. <laughs> Graham Arnold's joining us after Ooh, 11. Socceroos coach. Yeah. Gee, he did a good job with the team mm. in last year's World Cup. Yeah, you've got to stop telling him that. It'll go to his head. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he signed on for four years. Yeah, so yeah, we can. That's we can it. Just, you yeah. know, We've got Candace's like. quiz. Always <laughs> oh, <laughs> like that one. Booking your own thing. Yeah. Why not? Why not? It is your show. It's not even a quiz. Um, and Connor Watson, uh, injured rooster, is going to sort of review the last three games we've had of round five. But next, we have to pay tribute to the great man. Very sadly, we lost an icon yes. of this station of comedy yesterday, Doug Mulray, sadly passing away. He, this station might not be here without a... A bloke like Doug, he definitely, dominated. Definitely wouldn't be here. 
Candice Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. The Forgotten Years by Midnight Oil, some years you can't forget, 1982 to the very early 90s. Yes. One Doug Mulray was doing breakfast here at Triple M Sydney, the legendary broadcaster, iconic comedian, a spreader of mirth, essentially. Uh, Doug Mulray very sadly passed away at the age of 71 and um, he'll be greatly missed. <laughs> That's yeah. not old. It's no. not. No. And That's frightening for me. I was on um, the Rush Hour this week and we spoke about him yesterday and everyone that we interviewed just said what a generous man he was as well. So um, he'll be incredibly missed by everyone at Triple M. I, I can remember, like, I grew up in the country so mm. and I was, you know, uh, in my 20s by the time Doug got on the air and you'd come up from Yass and no disrespect to the local radio, you'd listen to Doug. And you'd think, man, this show's from Mars. I've, yeah, never, yeah, yeah. I've never heard anything like this. Yeah. And then I was in Melbourne and the same thing. I'd come to Sydney and Doug would be on. And you'd think, there's no one like this in Melbourne. That's right. And from his, he had his own breakfast cereal. He's yeah. plenty of albums that he had out. Um, but the funny thing, everyone that said with the breakfast cereal said it was the worst tasting breakfast cereal you've ever tasted. It was like cardboard. One Just of the, how he wanted One it. of yeah. the listeners yesterday said that his parents used to put beer with that cereal and it tasted a whole lot better. <laughs> what about the TV show he had? Oh, that went for 34 minutes. Australia's <laughs> naughtiest home videos, yeah. was it? Yeah. And, and Kerry Packer rang up and said, get that. Off the, yeah. off, off the TV. Reruns of Cheers. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> Even he laughed about that later in his life. Well, I, I never anticipated quite that, yeah, response. that response. I caught up with um, Mark Gable yesterday of the Choir Boys, um, right. and he had a mixed relationship with Doug. Uh, they went to school together, and it was an action of uh, Doug Mulray that ended up in Mark getting the cane. Do you want to hear that yeah, from yesterday? Sure. All right, this is Mark Gable from the Choir Boys. There was a big explosion in the morning in the ablution block, and one of the toilets had been obliterated by fireworks. There was a call over the PA from our deputy head, Mr English, saying, uh, teachers, if you can uh, uh, inspect the uh, students' uh, bags, see whether there's any fireworks in there, whatever. And I said, I've got some to my tech drawing teacher. And he goes, you sure you've got some, Mark? Do you really want to do this? Go, yeah, i got some. Anyway, so I went down to the office and I got six cuts of the cane for having them. Oh, no. uh, it turned me off school. And anyway, it turned out it was Doug... Uh, Mulray that blew up the toilet. Goodness me. <laughs> and he got, I think he got suspended for a couple of weeks, right? Was that all? The times that I've run into him subsequently and have done his shows or whatever, I never asked him why he did it. <laughs> <laughs> you know why he did it. He's a rule breaker. He loved breaking the rules. He's a scofflaw. That's right. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a wolf. Mark said that uh -oh. that toilet was obliterated as well. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he got suspended. <laughs> I think nowadays they might exit you somewhat more permanently than just saying, oh, now a couple of weeks on the sideline. Will you go home and do whatever you like anyway? That's Best right. thing ever, getting suspended. He oh, will... I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Kids, he... don't do that. Don't do that. Stay in school. Uh, he will be greatly missed, uh, the great Doug Mulray, and this is our tribute to him on Sydney's Triple M. <laughs> Hello, Triple M. Doug Mulray. Everybody say yeah. Yeah! Right from the beginning, Triple M was in safe hands. Doug Mulray, an apex broadcaster, perfectly suited to catch and kill in his environment. Yes, and they said he'd never make it. Finally, something Sydney could wake up to. <laughs> 20 all-time great Shakespearean fart jokes. That's Hamlet. To be or not to be. Mulray. 
The Reverend Dr. Doug Mulray. For your edification and entertainment. The original FM radio icon. What we need is aggressive rock and roll music. Don't stand up for cripples on a peak on Breakfast Radio, Doug Mulray took Triple M from nothing... ...single-handedly put commercial FM radio on the map... ...to the greatest radio station in Sydney. I used to get things for free. I loved it. People rang me during the Cash for Comment scandal and said, Mullers, what do you think about Alan Jones? I said, Ugh. The king of not so much talk radio, but toke radio. Just relax, go with it. Like two boils on the face of despair, they burst out in search of the missing subtitle that holds the key to their happiness. Bogdan the Turnip Boy. Hello! Until Doug, Breakfast Radio hadn't really seen antics. We had various big cats in there. 320 kilogram Burmese tiger comes up 25 floors in the lift. This tiger was just rolling in its own poo. It was very distressed about travelling in a lift. There was just no one like him. They see You're finished in the business, you'll never work again. He was hilariously funny, innovative, intelligent, a little bit mental, but ultimately just a really generous and great bloke. At Triple M in those days, with some extraordinary talented people. For a lot of people, a lot of joy, mostly us. There's never been anyone that meant more to Triple M than Doug Mulray. I recognise the passing of an era and I'm glad to have been part of your lives. Enjoy enormous success because I've got shares. Original, the best, the goat. Hall of Fame. It's about time. I've never been inducted before. I hope it doesn't hurt. My bent mentor, or even my bent hall, taught me everything I know about things you shouldn't take. One of few that truly deserves the tag. Legend. That's a tribute to me, and really, I see it that way. And you were mad as a f- meat axe. I appreciate uh, being remembered fondly uh, by the industry. It's a great pleasure. Be brave, be strong. We have to go through it together. Doug would have wanted it that way. Rest in peace, Uncle Dougie. I've just got one question for you before I go. Was it good for you too? <laughs> Mulrafim! Candace Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. A bump around so far, uh, round five of the NRL, some wonderful games, one of the biggest blowouts we've had so far. Uh, for more on it, I'm loving seeing this man around the halls, uh, Triple M, Connor Watson. He's been doing footy talk. <laughs> Why? Have you got a crush on him? I bloody love man. Connor Watson. He, <laughs> ta- crush. he taught me the other day that it's uh, it's better to when running to breathe out of my nose than my mouth. Really? It's more efficient. It's wonderful. I've been doing that talking? since. And now I'm an Adonis, <laughs> yeah. as you can see. Uh, good idea. Connor Watson, great uh, to have you on this morning, mate. Hey, good morning. How's it going, the nose breathing? Really good, mate. I'm looking great. Um, I'm feeling great. <laughs> uh, Candice would agree. A, he's a little bit lightheaded at times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I pass out very yeah. frequently. I but apart from passed that. out in the lift. Yeah, but yeah. Hey, <laughs> he came through fairly quickly. It's going fine. Um, mate, the game, uh, your boys, the Roosters, obviously you're injured at the moment, but that was a hell of a performance against the Eels. Usually slow starters, but they've come out of the blocks fast this year, the Roosters. Yeah, it's been a good change for us, I think, this year. You know, round one was disappointing, um, but I feel like we took a lot of lessons out of that game and mostly around our, our intent and effort and, you know, they're sort of things that we do pretty well. So we're disappointed with that in round one. And then, yeah, the, the following weeks we've been good in those areas and, that first sort of 30 minutes, even the whole half, I think against Parramatta, like we looked really good 
left a few tries out there, which was a little bit disappointing. But I think just like our defence and our effort and then, you know, the sharpness and attack, the boys were combining really well. Luke Keery, he was so impressive the other night when Teddy went off with a HIA. Keery just stepped up and dominated two tries. He's looking good. Yeah, yeah, he's looking good, and he's um, sporting a headgear too, which is pretty funny watching him run away. <laughs> I like the headgear. I don't mind the headgear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't mind it either. I just wish he got a better, like, colour or something. It is just drab. A, that is the yeah. one thing I did. Yeah, it's it drab. It have oh, all sorts of design on, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's not very big because he's not very big. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't take long to paint. Nah. Is what you're saying. Yeah. It's a nothing. Looks like, looks like a bobblehead when he's running away with it on. <laughs> oh, he's listening, you know. Were you watching the Panthers game, Rich? <laughs> I did. You know what? Connor, I'll get your opinion on this. I saw last week, not this week's games, but in last week's game, I thought they got to about half time. And they were out of gas, right? This week, the Raiders, I thought, were nearly the better side in the first half. They, mm. they made breaks. They were defending strongly. They looked like they could get themselves into the game, albeit they were behind on the scoreboard. But they looked like they were very, very competitive. And they just seemed to run out of gas again. I mean, can that be a fitness thing, Connor? Um, it could be, potentially. I don't, I don't, I've got no idea because I don't know what their preseason was like, but also, like... You know, when you're versing a side like Penrith, if you do give them too much ball, eventually, you know, sorry, they're going to hurt birds. you. Cocky in the back. Um, yeah. Hey, what does he yeah. think? <laughs> I'm out in, I'm in Dubbo, so there's birds flying around. You don't get this in the city. <laughs> just watch out for those swooping ones. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, the thing is, Connor, as well, Penrith were just very good in that second half. They, they just They just clicked into gear. They were. Yeah, yeah. They definitely turned it on. And, you know, they've sort of, I think they were trying to find their new identity a little bit this year, like in the first couple of rounds mm. with, you know, losing Appy and then Big Viliami as well. Like those guys had such an impact on that team and were so instrumental in the way they attack. So mm. I think, you know, they had to work out like how to play with different guys. Like Zach Hosking's done a great job coming in there on the right edge. Um, yeah. Scott Sorensen played the, on the left edge last night and then, you know, Mitch Kenny um, at, at hooker there as well. So, I think they did a great job of like just working it out last night and it clicked for them and you know they're, they're back to their best. Mm. Now, they this, were pleased about putting 50 on, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, they liked yeah. that. The yeah. Storm beat the Rabbitohs last night. I found Jason Demetrio's comments at um, the post-match press, conference, press yeah. conference interesting. He said that in the pre-game he could tell that they weren't up to it and that they just seemed a bit flat. How does that happen when you only have to play one game <laughs> a week that can happen. Yeah, it's it's a weird one for sure because some some days it's just like that, and I, I don't know what it is. Whether it's like in the prep or it just comes down to sometimes like individual players might be feeling off, and um, yeah, it's it's a hard one because it does happen, and you know you think getting ready for one game a week, but. Yeah, there's just, you know, different people have different things going on in their lives or whatever it is. And sometimes you can just rock up and be flat as a team. But you've got to try and, I guess, notice it early and then, you know, talk about it and do what you can to change it. So whether it's just to sort of, you know, create some energy through talk and, and whatever, whatever. There's, other, there's a lot of other tools out there to do it. But, I mean, you know, if you're going into a game flat against the storm, it's always going to be a hard night for you. Especially with Harry Grant and Munster. They were just unstoppable last night. Yeah, they looked awesome. Awesome, Cam Munster, 
that was a great try he scored. And yeah, Harry Grant, he's just so fast and smart out of dummy half. And he's got great service. He's uh yeah, he's an awesome player. There were some great try saves too from the score. Oh, weren't there? Oh, there right. some, you know, at the death tackles that had to be made that got made. And they would have been beaten if they had. Oh, I had the pillow he, over my head. I was like, yeah. no. <laughs> Here's one. I don't mind a good, I would choose a good try save over a good try. There I said it. Yeah. Oh, it depends. It. it depends if it's your team that is going to yeah, score. Well, <laughs> Harry Grant was one of them. He basically took the winger over the sideline. Yeah. Thompson, I think it was. And, you know, that doesn't get made that, the Rabbitohs could easily have won. Uh, well, Connor Watson, thank you for your time. If you haven't heard Connor on, on Footy Talk with, I th- you do it with Greg Inglis, uh, James Graham. James Graham. Wonderful yeah. show. It's yeah, on. It. It's on the listener app right now. Uh, thank- on Fridays. On Fridays, every Friday. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well done. Yeah. Do you want to do my job, Connor? Do you want to jump in? <laughs> jump in here. No, you're right. Making sure you got the facts. <laughs> <laughs> what a good journalist does. Uh, good on you, Connor Watson. Uh, we'll uh, talk to you soon. Hey, thank you, guys. Enjoy your day. You, you too, too, Connor. Uh, time for a sports update. <laughs> yeah, because you know. You'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. Plenty going on in the world of NRL. Let's start at uh, Parramatta. Clint Gutherson's been uh, given the club his blessing to search for a new fullback that could bring some X factor to the team. He's the club's what, captain. What, how did that all roll? I mean, how do you have that conversation? Who had it with him? This blows my mind. Um, I find it. It can't be true. Well, apparently it snowballed. So it was just a little conversation with Brad Arthur that turned into something bigger than Ben Hur. Um, and apparently that X Factor, because at the time it was like, we're looking for X Factor. Who's the X Factor? We don't know. <laughs> wow. But he's so good. I think he's one he of the is. best defensive um, fullbacks in the game. Yeah, and you mm. give him the ball and he can create stuff. Absolutely. Know, he's just, I don't know, maybe. I'm always, you know, suspicious that, you know, there's some commercial reason for, for letting mm. this run. Maybe I can... They want to release me. I could get on the open oh, market. Yeah. I could make a lot more. So if they were to get an X-Factor fullback, are they saying that? They're cha- yes, apparently they're chasing Jaden Campbell from the Titans. Okay. Is he going to win them a premiership? It doesn't Is feel like you think that. <laughs> no. I just don't think no. you know what it that could means. be better than Clint. I mean, he's good. He's great. He's really What's good. What's wrong with the guy you got? The guy you got's good. There's nothing yeah. wrong with him. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of the open market, you mentioned it, uh, Richard. Jack Whiten testing it for the first time in his 14-year career. Apparently, 10 rival NRL clubs circling. Um, <laughs> and also... Just 10. Yeah, just 10. Yeah. Also, they've floated maybe a, a possible switch to union. Well, this is this will be likely his last big contract. If he gets yeah. a big contract, it'll, it'll be the last one. So I can understand that. He's... You know, getting to an age where he's seeing the finishing line and, you know, wants to cash in. Why not? Mm. I think Latrell Mitchell came out during the week. It was um, him or Cody Walker saying they'd love him at South. Don't think South could possibly fill in, um, fit him in no, the cap. But I'm no. um, hearing whispers that Dolphins... The Roosters can? Oh, well, probably. <laughs> that the Dolphins are interested. Yes, they would be. The Dolphins are interested anyway. They've, They've still got massive room in their cap. They have to be interested <laughs> in everyone. Um, Slater to coach the Storm. This is sort of um, going doing the rounds at the moment. Billy Slater, uh, meant to be the heir apparent to Craig Bellamy, but you're hearing otherwise, Candace Warner. I'm hearing Jason Riles, who is uh, the assistant coach at the Roosters currently. Mm. Uh, Riles obviously played at Melbourne, so I think he would be a good fit. Billy Slater makes me think, would he want to do that? He's got the origin coach gig now. And his massive breeding empire. Yeah, I just yeah. don't know if he would need yeah. that pressure of and a job that sort of sees him out the whole year. Okay, that's fair. I'm hearing a bit of tandem work maybe. 
tandem. Him, do, do we need hello. to use that word I, on a Saturday I would, morning? I would. With the eyebrow raise? <laughs> no. I'm hearing... And you should have seen those eyebrow raises too. That's something <laughs> you can't unsee. Not the first time you've seen them. No. Ah. <laughs> no, I'm hearing Riles, maybe assistant, maybe Billy Slater coach. Okay. Who knows? We'll see if it's Craig Bellamy's last I don't like those dual role things. I like a like a coach, a yeah, dominating you do, you need, coach. You need an assistant coach though, Richard. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I don't like the dual they're role not things. You know, co-coach. No, well, they, not... at, at some clubs, they almost are. You don't okay. like a tandem. You don't like a tandem. Okay, which, <laughs> which, <laughs> I'll just say it. Which clubs are co-coaching? Well, like, what's going on at the the Walkers? Tigers? At Who's the Jets? <laughs> Come on, we're not talking about. No, I know. Is Tim are... the coach at the West Tigers, or is Benji? I don't know. Or is Farah? Yeah, exactly. Who knows? That's the problem, oh. isn't it? No I'm one a knows. <laughs> in the coaching oh, box. Sad. Um, and the dragons culture right the, now. The dragons culture put a blowtorch through the joint at the moment, figuratively, obviously. But my goodness, Moses Suley came out during the week uh, claiming he didn't want to be at the club when he first moved over from Manly. Yeah, I think just to clarify that, he has come out and sort of justified what he said. It was more the fact leaving his family. Yeah. He wasn't after the. After the, uh, you know, the promotions department said, what the hell are you saying? <laughs> but the Dragons, oh, I mean, they have to win against the Dolphins today. There, there's no two ways about mm. it. Um, they were in that second half against the Sharks last week. They were they were ill-disciplined on the line. They were shocking. And Does the word clueless apply? Yeah. Anthony Griffin had come out yesterday and, and he was really jovial in his press conference, which is... Something that we haven't seen in the last few weeks, and I think he's just really trying to take the pressure off the mm. Dragons. But, I mean, this is a must win for them. I just feel sorry for the fans. Like, my brother is a very passionate Dragons fan, and he's moved from that passion to just apathy, like, this is how it is now, and you know it should, should never get like that. It's all good for the soul. You've you got to suffer as a fan. If you can't suffer with your team, you're not a real fan. But it's been a bit of suffering for, for quite I know, a while. It's a lot of suffering. It's a lot of suffering. <laughs> I mean, you would have to think that... With the Dolphins going and playing the Dragons, the Dolphins have a few out with Sean O'Sullivan. Felice Cafusi is still out. Um, yes, Milford and Katoa um, will team up in the halves, mm. but if the Dragons are ever going to win, it will be today. Well, I'd love to hear from Dragons fans. Yes, Richard. Aha. Uh-huh. What? I've just worked it out. What? Why you don't, you, you're defending the, they shouldn't have to suffer like that. Why? Because you've been flirting with the Dolphins. <laughs> well, I have. <laughs> I'm friendly with the Dolphins. But after the 50-point drubbing that the Panthers gave to the Raiders... I'm back on the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to hear from Dragons fans. One triple three five three is the number. Let's look at this season with what you got. How do you turn your season around? Rated by Candice for not having a, an Apple phone. That's Richard Friedman. I'm Brendan Anakin. Yeah, we've both got Google Pixels. Well, yeah. And this came up because I was looking at my weather, and if anyone's got a, an Apple iPhone... My weather's down. I don't yeah. know if anyone else is. And then I just found out that both Brendan and Richard don't have iPhones. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I can't 80% believe it. 80% of the world don't have yeah, iPhones. Yeah. yeah, well. You know. Well, so you don't maybe need in the weather. rarefied atmosphere that oh, you yeah. live in, so everybody has an iPhone. Also, I'm unique and you two are just I don't know. Yeah. the same. Well, I'm just saying you can look out the window because it's raining. So that's the weather. <laughs> it's, and I guess it's cold. Where I did think that it, come from? Well, I don't know. Damn. We're asking you on 13353, Dragons fans... What do you do to turn your season around? With what you got, how do you do it? Uh, let's ask Louise on 13353. How are you, Louise? Oh, not too bad. Yourself? Yeah, wonderful. What do you do to turn it around, Louise? Uh, we definitely need a new coach. Mm, um, ooh, born and bred. 
Born and bred. Interesting. In, you got uh, someone on your mind, area. haven't you? Yes, I do. Who? Dean Young. Okay. Yep. Dean Young. Is he available? I'm thinking. Yeah. Could you get him? If he's available. I, I'll give him, I'd give it a try. Yeah. Well, the club will give it a try on <laughs> Louise's behalf. I don't think Louise herself could get him, but the club could have a go. He's an attractive man. Uh, <laughs> I'd give it a whirl. <laughs> Good to know, Louise. Uh, Justin, what do you reckon, mate, a Dragons fan? What do you need to do to turn it around at the club? Hello? Yeah, Justin. Hi, Justin. <laughs> Hello, Justin. Hi, right, how you going? Uh, yeah, uh, I reckon there's definitely a shake-up needed uh, with uh, regarding the coach. Well, what does um, that mean, a shake-up? Well, I mean, you know, there's, something's got to give because you, you're Come on, to be come a out and say it. You're rocking up every time and they're losing every time and you're thinking, what the hell am I doing? What about the players? You might have to players, X yeah, a few of them. them They've they got, they got, they, they got good players, but they're just not gelling. All right, Justin, if you could get any coach, who would you get? Oh, geez, you could even go for Jamie Seward. I mean, you know, he's doing okay. a pretty good yeah. job with the women. Yes, yep. he is, yes. Because no one's really discussed Jamie Soward. We've heard, um, you know, Ben Hornby. We've heard. There's there's a conga line of names. Riles. We've heard. There's so many. But there's a theme, which is higher from within. Dean Young's there. Dean Young loves the dragons. Jamie Soward, he's there. He loves the dragons. What about Flanagan? He was there, wasn't he? Yes, he was there last year. He was not an interim or Uh, assistant. I, 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 look. I like Shane Flanagan. I think he's an excellent coach. I know he's, he's, he's had, we all know, but you know, there's been a bit of drama in his career, mm. but you know what? It's behind him. I mean, when does that go away? It's, you know, some people say never. I don't say that. Yeah. Yeah. A club man or, or woman is what's needed. Um, just someone who can cut. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, I, I think what's is, is very clear is that there needs to be changes. And I think we may see some, not for next season, this season. Yeah. Like, of course, if now. they come out and win their next four, there will be no need for changes. Hero. And everybody will be happy. Yeah, that's it. Coach. Candace Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Right now, though, he's a great, awesome uh, racing odds story. Very excited to share. Last Saturday at Flemington, Betfair had a combined average of 27.6% better odds on all runners on Oz Cup Day versus the average corporate prices. That's incredible. Download the Betfair app for more great odds on racing. Imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. It is a bumper day of racing at Ranwick. Ah, one of the greats. One of the greats. What do we got? The TJ Smith Stakes? Yes. And we've got the Doncaster. Yes, we have. Should we start with the former? Uh, TJ Smith? Please. Uh, I think Private Eye. Going to be hard to beat. Now, this is, for reference, some of these horses giga kit. Yeah, he's great. Nature Strip, In Secret, I Wish I Win. This this is an incredible race. No, look, this is, we breed some of the best and train some of the best sprinters in the world in this country. We lead the world in, in thoroughbred sprinters. So when you get a TJ Smith stakes, it's like the world championship of sprint races for yeah. thoroughbred horses. So it's an incredibly deep race. And Nature Strip, he may be having his last run today. Yeah. Um, he's, he's getting to the end of it, you know, getting a bit long in the tooth. What is he, nine? Nine. Yeah. You know, it's a, that's an age for a yeah. horse. And um, he may be having his last run. You know, all these young guns, Giga Kick, he's very young. He's just coming through. Mm. Um, but I like Private Eye. I think he's been rock solid. I think he'll I think he'll just, today might be his day. Very solid at uh, 7.50 on Betfair. And this one, I like your tip, uh, Candace Warner, for the Doncaster, which is close to the best field I've seen 
well, in a very, very, very long time. Yes, since superimposed one. Yeah, yep. <laughs> your horse, of course. Uh, what do you like in that? So I like a couple. The first one is Fangirl, um, trained by Chris Waller. Yes. I think she's been, been going a, well. She's mixed it with Animo this season, and yeah. I just think she, the thing that's not in her favour is she hasn't got a good draw. No, she's drawn 19. I, I don't know with. You, she, with scratchings where she'll move to, she might come in one gate or something like that. But she's out there on the outside and it's going to be, she's going to have to go back. She can't race forward. She's got to finish off hard. So she's going to be giving away a fair start. And what do you think about protagonist? She, uh, he's been kept fresh um, yeah. for this race, won the sky high stakes, but that was over 1900 yeah. metres. So I think could be there. Yeah. Look, it, it looks possible. But I, I'm, I think this the rough and tumble of this race, might find him out. I think Mr. Brightside, who won it last year, mm. he'll go very well again. I've seen him every morning this week out at Rose Hill. It couldn't be in better Nick. A lovely horse, and he's just loving life up here. And he's only got to carry five kilos more than he did last year. Now, that seems like a lot of weight, but it's a year ago, and he's definitely a five-kilo okay. better horse. Just won the All-Star Mile. I'm a real international at a low weight and long odds sort of guy. So I'm going to go... I didn't know that. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Pretty right. much. I, okay. I have learned so much about you yeah. today, Brenda, that you, I didn't know. You meet yeah. the average Joe in the street, and that's what they say about me. Something comes <laughs> out every week with Brenda. I like Duke DeCessa, uh, only carrying 52 kilos at uh, 19 bucks you can get for that. And uh, this uh, going global, I think it's a US horse, uh, yeah. trained by Waller, 53 and a half kilos on its back. i tell you one thing about, look, it's not impossible for them to win, but it's this sort of racing is very Australian style. Okay. This is a big field of handicap horses. They will race incredibly tight. They will be brushing each other's boots and, you know, rubbing against each other in running. European and American horses are not used to that. Okay. We, they, want, an, we want an Aussie horse for the Doncaster. Well, I think so. Okay, good. But, but I could be wrong. And that is Mr. Brightside for oh, Richard. So far for me. Fangirl for you. Yes. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Do you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. Candace Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin. Dead Set Legends, Sydney's 104.9, Triple M, Candace Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin. Our next guest led the Socceroos to their best ever World Cup performance in Qatar last year and will remain at the helm of the squad until the end of the 2026 World Cup campaign. I, of course, speak of Socceroos coach Graham Arnold joins us now. Morning, Graham. Good morning, guys. How are you? Yeah, we're really well. well thank you. Um, Graham, you re-signed as the Socceroos head coach mm. in late January. Now, you did such a great job during the World Cup and also the lead-up that was you were under immense pressure. Mm. Is this something? Is the pressure something that you get used to or that you thrive off? Yeah, I think um, both. Um, I enjoy it, to be honest, Candice. I think that, uh, you know, that's what keeps me motivated to uh, prove people wrong. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's not uh, coaching, you know, it's not about me. It's about the players and I'm there to support the players and help the players. And uh, when you go through those type of things, it uh, builds a stronger connection. And <clears throat> I'm so I'm, I'm really excited about the future. Arnie, Richard Friedman here. Congrats on your, what you've achieved recently. It's just it's been phenomenal. World Cup Thanks, and everything. Mate. No, it's great. How do you keep a team rolling? I mean, you've always got players who are going to be retiring or, you know, they, they get long-term injuries. You've got to bring in new guys. How do you keep the, how do you keep refreshing the team and yet keep the performance going so you don't have one of these, you know, um, putting the inverted commas marks up here, rebuilding phases? 
Yeah, look, um, it's pre-planning. You know, it's you know before I re-signed, I sat down with my assistant coach Renee Mullenstone, and we looked at, you know, the pros and cons of staying on, um, and the pros outweighed the cons because of the players. I do, I truly believe in young uh, Australian players. I think that they have the quality. There's a <clears throat> question mark around how many games, you know, how much more football they should be playing in the A League, but. Uh, and that's stuff that I'll be talking to the A-League owners about in the next uh, few months. But, uh, you know, we've got some good young kids coming through and uh, they showed that at the World Cup. They've gone overseas. you got to see Harry Sutton now, <clears throat> Leicester City. Uh, Riley McGree's doing exceptionally well at Middlesbrough. And um, it's, it's just about pre-planning and making sure that, you know, you've got every, all bases covered and you're ready for whatever. And, uh, you know, it was <clears throat> a great camp that we just had because probably... You know, if a new coach had come in, it would have had to restart for the players and, you know, about mm. the coach's system and what style he wants to play, the culture that he wants and all that, where, you know, it was pretty much we walked into camp and we talked about what we can improve on and what we need to improve on moving forward, but also um, <clears throat> where, we, where we're at with our goals and expectations moving forward. So... I truly believe that uh, we've got a, a very bright, fruit, uh, bright future ahead. Absolutely. You mentioned the A-League now. I, I wouldn't mind seeing a bit of a manipulation of that model as well. What, what does the ideal uh, sort of structure and framework look like for you? Oh, mate, I think it's, it's quite simple. Um, but, you know, it's, we just don't play enough football. We play NRL, uh, AFL, you know, 25 games. Well, that's fantastic. I understand that for NRL and AFL because they're very physical sports and they're very draining on the body. But with football, you know, all throughout Europe and all around the world, you've got, play, you got players now playing around between 50 and 60 games a year. Mm. And our boys are playing 25. You know, so it's like anything. If you play golf, how do you get better at golf? You know, at the end of the day, it is a team sport, but it's also an individual sport that uh, the individual has to get better to be selected in that team. Uh, with On the physical side and the technical side, um, he has to get uh, better and better. So, <clears throat> you know, it's important that I feel that, you know, if the A-League went to, you know, back to three rounds, there's 12 clubs, you know, they're playing two and a half rounds. So that's, I think that's unfair. Play three rounds, that's 33 rounds, plus final series, plus the uh, FA Cup. And then you're talking around 40 games, 40-odd games a season. Perfect. And, exp <clears throat> and expansion, yeah, if that comes along. That second tier, I like that. It yeah. Just yeah. just from the other side of the coin, uh, and I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. Maybe they're going to say, "Is there an audience for that much football in Australia? Is there a TV deal for that long a season? Are they issues that weigh into this?" Well, you've got to look at either one. You know, side of three things. Isn't it? One of three things. It's the commercial side, or the football side, or the political side. And I think. Uh, we don't focus on the football side enough and giving kids an opportunity to fulfil their dreams. And, uh, you know, kids get to the age of 16. I truly believe that, and I've seen it, <clears throat> at the age of between 12 and 16, we are as good as anyone around the world mm. uh, of kids. The kids are that, that quality. They get to 16, 17, they hit a brick wall. Yeah, yeah. I remember I was a gun at fifteen. He <laughs> says you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, no. Hey. Also, Graham, I'm playing out of my skin at the moment at indoor soccer. So I think 2026, I'll be 36. But like, I, I can come uh, available. up off the bench and make an impact at least in the 89th well, Lionel, minute, perhaps. Lionel Messi was 36. Ah, 
Yeah, well, <laughs> they do mention you in the same print that Daily Mail. I was just compared to Lionel Messi by this Socceroos coach. Top that. Uh, hey, man, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, really appreciate it, Graham Arnold. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. Thanks, Graham. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. See you. Bye. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. Let's start with some scores, Candice Warner. What have you got for us? Yeah, well, the NRL Round 5 kicked off on Thursday night. The Roosters beating the Eels 28-20. to 20. Uh, And last night, the Panthers, wow. They were just too good for the Raiders, 53-12. to 12, And the Storm beat the Rabbitohs 18-10. to 10. That, was a, that was a... Cracking match. Yeah. The, the Rabideau Storm match. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Start to finish. Can I, I, well, I very much enjoyed the Panthers game, 53 to of 12. You did. Against the Raiders. Of course you did. I but wanted, only the second half. I wanted to get your thoughts, uh, Candice. The whole week got a dog thing. We all remember Ricky Stewart called Jamin Salmon yeah. that. Uh, last night <clears throat> at what? 51 to 12 up. Jamin Salmon scores a try under the sticks and yells out, week got a dog mm. to the coaches. Yeah. Box. Not a great look. No, nope, didn't like that, especially when when this happened last year when Ricky Stewart had said that about Salmon. Although we it hasn't been reported, we all know what it was about. And it, the fact that the backstory is it isn't good. It isn't good. Yeah. No. And, and now it brings it all back into the media and it doesn't look good for Salmon. It, you know what it is? It's completely dumb. It's Correct. unnecessary. It really is dumb Correct. to bring that up again. You've just scored a try. Okay. It'll be hard enough for Ricky to swallow anyway. Yeah. Given that the result of the match and all that sort of thing. You, you, it's just dumb to raise all that again. Really Correct. immature. It shows, yep. I just think, have a bit more class. Yeah. The least class you Get yourself thing. a higher IQ. <laughs> One of them or both. Yeah. Uh, any other scores for yeah, us? Yeah, in AFL, Western Bulldogs beat the Brisbane Lions 67 to 53. So a really lo- low scoring match. And another low scoring match last night, Collingwood beating Richmond 63 to 49. Mm. Um, what be- about the Swans last week? Oh. Got the big, big percentage build yeah, of nice. the Swannies. They're up over 200%. 200 wow. Percent, yeah. The Western Wanderers, um, Western Sydney Wanderers, went down to the Adelaide United um, two three. But there's some big games this weekend coming up. The Sydney Swans are away tomorrow to Melbourne at the MCG. Now, surprisingly, I saw they're not the favourite. Who's this? With the Sydney? Book, yeah, with the with the bookmaking firm I saw. Yep. Well, which surprised me. Maybe they are. Maybe I looked the wrong thing. But uh, GWS are at home today to Carlton. That's a big loss. They were terrible last week against West Coast. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a Giants fan. That was hard to watch. The, the, they've been patchy so far this year. They've been glimpses of, of good, but a lot of the players have been clueless, mm. I have to say. Yeah, there's a big game in the rugby, and that is in the Super Rugby. The Brumbies are taking on the Waratahs. So the, the Brumbies are sitting pretty in fourth, but the Waratahs are 11th. Yeah. Mm. Bring back Chris Whittaker. Whittaker. Yeah, which <laughs> <Get him laughs> in. turn him around. <laughs> uh, the Swifts are taking on the Firebirds tonight, but there's also some plenty of great games in the NRL today. The Dragons taking on the Dolphins at 5.30. Um, well, the Dolphins, you'd have to say they were odds on and, and you'd be unbackable, wouldn't they? Yeah, fins up. Given the Dragons' form and their form. Yeah, but the game before up. that is Manly versus the Knights at 3 p.m. What do you think about that one, Brendo? Oh, Manly. Yeah, easy. Manly. Easy? Oh, with a leg in the air. And then the big game tonight, the Broncos taking on the Tigers. Well, sadly, I think the Broncos, I'd like the Tigers to win Mm. because I don't like the Broncos. The the last great, great game the Tigers played was against Brisbane at Suncorp. Fingers crossed. Yeah. And it's not great weather in Sydney, so it might be raining tonight. That may play 
um, in the Tigers' hands. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. All the big names. Big names. I'd like to hear some more opinions. Strong opinions. Just be careful of splinters if you choose to sit on the fence. Imagine the splinters. Candice Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin. And it is Aussie Grand Prix time. The F1's down in Melbourne and that's where we find this man. Rusty's Motorsport Update. For Bendix, Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Yeah, Greg Russ joins us now. Record crowd yesterday, mate. Uh, you're there for qualifying today. What's it like and can they catch Max Verstappen and Red Bull? Good morning, everybody. How are you all? Um, apologies, my voice is a little croaky. It's been a massive, massive few days here. And you're right, 123,000 people on a Friday. I've never experienced um, anything like it. and I've been coming here since the early 2000s. So really cool. Uh, they're all pumped about Drive to Survive, plus our, our proper purists that have, have loved Formula One and motor racing for, for quite some time. Can they catch Verstappen? Uh, it's his to lose. In one of the practice sessions yesterday, he was half a second faster than his teammates. So uh, a little bit of rain yesterday. That interrupted the Friday rhythm. So there'll be some people that will be behind the eight ball today. Uh, but it does look like Red Bull have just rolled it out here and uh, they're off to a very, very good start. The car doesn't look great for uh, Aussie Oscar Piastri. So what realistically can we expect from him at home? Uh, no, you're right. Um, it, it isn't necessarily a great car and I, I think probably in, internally they um, would concede that, not publicly. But um, there's been some personnel changes behind the scenes. They have unveiled a, uh, a very expensive wind tunnel in the last little while which will pay dividends further down the line not just yet in terms of the the aerodynamic development on the car um, he's from brighton here in uh, in melbourne um, he's worked enormously hard to get to, the, to this point to enjoy his first ever home race is a a huge thing i think he'll rise to the occasion uh, mark weber and and his wife Anne they manage oscar piastri they've done a very good job of uh, not going too crazy with all the pre-race commitments. Um, he's got this beautiful kind of quiet smile, very different guy to Daniel Ricciardo, but a, a steely determination um, beneath. And we, we will see some good things from him here, I think, even though uh, it wasn't necessarily something yesterday that was um, brilliant on the timesheets, shall we say, the end result of, uh, of practice. But he got some good wet running into, and that's important. Rusty, and finally, it must be weird for Daniel Ricciardo being there and not racing. It's got to be weird, doesn't it? It has to feel odd being here, doing all of these uh, various kind of, you know, PR commitments and so on. Uh, to his credit, he's bright and smiley like normal. The fans have embraced him uh, as much as, uh, as years gone by when he's been behind the wheel of the car. Um, there's been a bit of talk around about the fact that there was some discussions apparently with the Alpine team about would he race for them uh, this year. That didn't happen. Obviously Pierre Gasly ended up in that in that seat. Um, he's ended up at Red Bull as a reserve driver. Now people are looking ahead to 2024. Would we, you know, would we see him behind the wheel of a of an F1 car again? Um, I genuinely hope so. Alan Jones, the 1980 F1 world champion, has said during the past week uh, he thinks that'll be enormously difficult for him to get back into to Formula One now. So, um, yeah, let, let's, uh, let's, let's wait and see. 
All right, Rusty, thanks for that. Enjoy the Grand Prix. We'll talk to you next week. Good on you guys. Have a fantastic weekend. Cheers. There is the great man, Greg Russ. Make sure you uh, check out his podcast as well, Rusty's Garage, uh, up on the listener app. And we do that all thanks to Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence with Bendix Brakes. That's it, Legends, on Sydney's 104.9 Triple M. Candice Warner, Richard Friedman, and Brendan Anakin. Saturday Scrum right after us. Tony Squires, Ryan Girdler, David Riccio, Toby Rudolph from the Sharks yeah. joining the gang. He's I a fun that. guy. He's a charismatic fella. They're all fun guys at the shark. <laughs> That's it. All fun until someone gets hurt. <laughs> That's right. And uh, what's the game today? Three o'clock, Candice. What do we got on uh, on air? Manly versus Knights. So mm. big day for Matty Johns. Yeah, huge. His, his sons will be playing against each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big oh, day. That'll be good. Well, big... who's his favourite? I have a favourite. Whoever wins. I, I... <laughs> do, do your favourites change or? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've already told the one that's not. Yeah, great. <laughs> Well, they would have loved that. Um, let's do your grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. Richard's list of grievances. So, hmm. that's my grievance. Oh, never start a sentence with so. Ah. As soon as you start a sentence with the word so, people think this guy, this girl, they don't know what they're talking about. Hmm. Uh, yeah, you're just your credibility gone. It's like. So, I'm thinking about what I'm going to say because I don't really know what I'm going to say, you know? Yep, don't it. start the sentence yep. with so. And it's, you can see the absence, absent-mindedness yes. of them. They go, so, and they're trying to put together in their head what happened. Right, and as soon as they do that, yeah. they're over. But it's better than um. Marginally. No. Marginally. No. Um, um, sort of, uh, it sort of suggests that you don't want to say what you really think. It's, um... I was surprised I'm getting this from Brendo. He's yeah. usually not on board so with my, is you've got with my no particular idea. brand of crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, we've got a bit in common, I think, deep down. I feel like age, not so much. I feel like so is just like putting a comma in there. No, so is a bad word. Like, like. <laughs> okay. Right? Like should be expunged from the English language. Yeah. So can go with it. No, I don't think it's so that bad. Like. I don't think it's I'm that like, bad. I'm like, so, you know. That, oh, that's oh. the worst sentence. Oh, I nearly <laughs> fell off my chair. Um, no, that's absolutely fair this week. Really? Absolutely fair. It's not that good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I disagree. I kind of agree. But at the same time, I don't think it's a strong, one, really? of, you, one of your strongest grievances. You don't have to put up with listening to people say like and so as often as I do. Clearly. I get it all day. And uh, you know what? Sadly. You've got a real bee in your bonnet today. Yeah. Yeah. Hope your day gets better. Because mine's about yeah, to. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> we know it, Lone. We'll catch you next week. It's the Dead Set Legends on Triple E.